Dr. My Wife. Dr. Waldo. Doctor. Doctor. Matt. Yeah, I'm here too. another episode of the face wrestling video podcast i'm waldo i'm the matt and i'm dr the wife and in episode 34 we're back at shinkiba first ring on march 10th for a reported attendance of 285 this is another show kicking off at noon and i'm really liking the noon shows on the weekends we're seeing a trend on the regular shows where all the match types are making the card here we have a singles match handicap tag triple tag a quadruple tag and a singles for the future of stardom championship and right out of the gate we're opening out with our first singles match where leo takes on Sagi. well dr waldo we shoot over to leo who says she does her typical jana intro and then she says today is my first singles match in more than three months i'm facing the bean sprout and i'll do my best to get my first win Saki says this is day two at shinkiba i face leo in a singles match and it seems she's never won a match well, she's not getting her first win against me. I'll see you out there. As Saki's coming to the ring, Maya's holding up in the ropes for her, and she's wearing a Saki shirt. And they have a little face wood. They have a little bit of an interaction with the crowd, and Saki tells people they can buy the Saki shirt at the shop store. From what I gather, oh, that's what I'll it's put in that like. on the screen here. Yeah. We kick off with race car ref giving us handshakes in the middle of the ring. Both ladies start off with an amateur wrestling type display with collar and elbow lockups wristwatches, headlocks, reversals, and back in the middle to do a quick standoff. There was a point where Saki just stopped everything for a second and booted Leo right in the stomach and started putting the boots to her. I actually noticed on this match, I think this is the first time I noticed, her forward kick is one of the best in wrestling. Like, she puts a lot of, I mean, she doesn't have a lot of mass behind her, but she puts all of her body into it and just boots them. There was a nice armbar number 13 that lasted for a good minute but Leo finally managed to make her way back to the ropes. And just as soon as she does, Saki manages to come over and put the boots back to her again. But with Leo back up, the ladies trade elbows in the middle of the ring, and it looks like Leo's starting to get the upper hand when she puts Saki on the mat and does a dropping elbow to her in the middle of the ring. But while Leo has Saki in the corner, Saki just stops what she's doing and it reverses the situation on Leo. After a couple of Irish whips, we get a body slam attempt from Saki to Leo that doesn't go quite anywhere. So Saki goes back to what works for her in the first place and puts the boots to her again. I don't know what this is, but it looks like Saki has Leo in triangle armbar number two while jerking on the back of her fingers trying to rip them out of socket to get this Leo is to the submit. Weird double armbar joint finger joint manipulation move. Sure. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but it looked cool. I feel like it's one of those spots. You remember when Kane used to just pick people up? It'd be easier oh, to do it if you did the two, the double arm like much this. Much like what Jungle does? Yeah. This one looks really nice, and I don't understand why Saki let it go unless she knew that Leo wouldn't submit to it. It's one of those weird wrestling things where it's like, yeah. you had the submission, why'd you let it go? I never really understood the finger break spots and stuff like that anyways. Saki misses a clothesline in the corner to Leo, and Leo quickly takes advantage of the opportunity by hitting a cutter onto Saki. 
but it's still not enough to stop her, and Saki manages a nice suplex in the middle of the ring for a bridge and pin that only gets a two. I just want to bring this one up because of the way you said it there. It's not enough to stop her. This one and a couple others throughout the show seemed weird on the count. Was just a little bit off, wasn't it? Yeah. It feels like there's like four or five throughout this whole show that could have been three counts. I, I don't know. It was weird. Off the top rope, and Saki lands a double stomp to Leo in the corner, and that's enough to get the three in 534. Overall, a nice opener and a change of pace for Saki as Leo put up a good bit of resistance in the opening match. Shows that Leo's actually come a long way in such a short amount of time here in stardom. And Saki is still the right one to be able to put with anybody, especially the new rookies to wrestle with, to make sure they're actually doing what it is they're supposed to be doing in the ring. I agree. Saki's the best. She proved it here. <laughs> like I've said before, I'm not a big fan of Leo, but I'm giving her a chance to show me something. The beginning of the match, it was some slow work, especially on Saki's end. One thing is certain is that Leo did work really hard. Saki's double arm lock combination with the wrist work was pretty impressive. But despite all of Leo's work, Saki did pull it out and win very confidently. It, it was interesting to see Saki be the the dominant one. Because she heal. They call her the bean sprout for a reason. She's tiny. And heal. But she was actually bigger than Leo a bit. So it, it was a nice it was a nice change of pace. So we're comparing two bean sprouts to figure out which one's bigger? Yeah, kinda. Ugh. Pink always go with the pink bean sprout. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Usually when it's pink, it's something's wrong with it. That's impossible. Heel. I've never seen a There's bean sprout. There's a disease in the bean sprout. Our second match of the night is a weird handicap tag match, seeing the team of Tam, Hanan, Hina, and Rina go up against Hana and Goya Kong. Matt, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting you on the spot here. Okay. And I know you don't have this in your notes to say anything about it, but being that this is a Tam match and something recently happened for Tam, go ahead. Why do you think I don't have that in my notes? <laughs> it's always Tam time. And now it's Red Belt Tam time. I am extremely happy for her. Yeah. This has been something that's been in the making for, what, two, three years now? Yeah. I, it's soon to be possibly the red and white belt, Tam. Ooh. Stay tuned. We shoot over to Rena, who says, It's day two at Shinkiba, and we have a handicap match versus Goya and Hana. We want to avoid being crushed by Goya and win this match. Tam says, We're going to watch out. They all say, Let's do our best. Oh. Hana says, Hola. We have a 4v2 handicap match today. But I think four isn't enough for them. You're going to need about ten people. I'm looking forward to the ring breaking today. Did you pick up a little bit of Spanish there? From you? No, from yeah, my hola. <laughs> no, uh, Goya said something in Spanish. It wasn't much. So, very complex statement that she put out there. Basically, it said, let's go get them. And that was it. That's tough. So, there really wasn't much except the fact that she also agreed with Hana and wanted to get things rolling. Fair enough. That was it. But it kind of came off as the way that her previous partner went. Mary? Yeah. Yeah. It, like, like her final time after that, yeah. she started to say less and less and less. So it kind of came off of that, like that. But very complex, very complex statement. Yep. With six people in this match, I was expecting the entrances to last just a little bit longer than the match itself, especially with all the ribbon throwing. But we got race car ref back at it again to get handshakes in the middle of the ring. And all four of Team Tam tried to do the handshakes with Goya, and she's having none of it. But bravely, Rena tries to take on Goya first. This immediately turns you into... You say bravely. She was kind of tricked by her teammates. <laughs> this immediately turns into the dropkick train from the sisters to Goya, and none of them are effective. I'm with Tam on this one. I would just sit back and watch and yep. have a good laugh at what's going on here. It's She's Goya... very verbal in the ring, by the way. Goya, Goya uh, yeah. 
Take three. And the two just start clearing house against Hina and Rena as Hanan gets dumped outside. Really nice looking headbutt from Goya to Hina here. Double foots to the throat from Hana and Goya to Hina in the corner. Hana stacks up the sisters in the corner for Goya to come in and do a running smash, and it looks legit here. I was wondering why she was slapping her butt after she did that, but then she showed us. That was a very strange spot. Is, is it just me, or do we need to, like, wrestling as a whole, do we need to get past the big person doing the butt splash? I you're, so. No matter what, you're going to get that. I know, but I mean, I feel like we're it's, it's time. It's time, it's time to, to retire on. the move? It's time to retire. Come Wait 10 years, then somebody else can bring it back. <laughs> Double pendulum swings from Goya and Hana in the middle of the ring, and it looks nice as always. Love that spot. But Tam and Hanan come in to break it up and save the two younger sisters. As Goya's leaving the ring, Rena comes over and tries to get a dropkick on her as she's trying to exit through the corner. She looks back with disgust as it doesn't make any sense. I thought she was going to get a good one in, but Hana comes in directly after that. And somehow Team Tam manages to get Hana in the corner for all four ladies to start the dropkick train. Nice double suplex from Hina and Rena to Hana in the middle of the ring, and everybody just starts taking their turns on Hana. It's Tam and Hana in the middle of the ring by themselves now, and the two ladies are trading very stiff-looking elbows. Yeah, a match broke out in the middle of this match. Yeah. I feel like this is an exchange that Tam is always going to win, at least until Hana does her magnificent-looking dropkick. Yep. Hana starts to set up for something running, but Tam follows her into the ropes to get the upper hand. And for a minute there, Tam is just having her way with Hana. Side note here. It seems that Hana screaming guy is sitting right next to the hard camera and the mic is picking him up. Right as Hanan gets tagged in, Hana tags in Goya for her to waste her time on drop kicks. We do get surround sound drop kicks from all four of Team Tam on Goya, and the three sisters tried to pin Goya together. Good luck, race car ref. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't work and leads into a figure going from Hanan. Arm bars number four, five, and seventeen from the two twins, and Tam running in to do a stomp to the chest. Now, I've got to hand it to Goya here. She's been an absolute sport taking all of these different flips and penitents from the three sisters. And doesn't really have to. But it does show that speed is almost overcoming the power of Goya. Now, I say all that, and then Hana is in the ring, making a goof out of all three sisters. Mm -hmm. Hana starts the stacking power slams in the middle of the ring, with all three sisters for Goya to come in, off the ropes running into a jumping splash. And that gets the three in 816. This really got the crowd going and put Goya in a good spotlight as she starts to make her way towards challenging Kagetsu here in the near future. And of course, Hana is at her best when she's a heel, especially against the three sisters. And I don't think this hurt Tam at all in the long run, and I'm pretty sure the red belt proves that. I like this match. You had the the opening parts of it, which were just kind of comical with the sisters fighting with Goya. And then you had the actual nice little hard-hitting technical match in the middle between Tam and Hana, and then finished it up again, kind of on the silly side, but everybody looked dominant. No one looked bad. I, I was a fan. I liked it. Yeah, it, it was an interesting match to see them all gang up on Goya and Hana, especially Goya, as, as big as she is in terms mm. of an opponent. And mm -hmm. I guess it's the way to go. Whatever, mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> It's the way to go, considering Goya's practically a tank anyway. To have the three women go up against her like that, this just seems like a trial and error type of match. Don't get me wrong again, fun and interesting to watch. Putting the triplets against Goya clearly demonstrates her size and strength over everybody. The butt in the corner thing, what a huge bomb to experience for the girls, uh, <laughs> especially from Goya. The pendulum was pretty humiliating, uh, as always, uh, but I still get a kick out of watching them do that in unison. Tam versus Hana was great to see because you can basically see how focused they get in the undertaking and slowly break each other down. 
Unlike Goya, it takes some serious time and work for everyone to wear her down. And still, it doesn't keep her down in terms of Goya. But once Goya is on her feet, it's a huge undertaking to put her back down again. The three uh, women, they realize that towards the end of the match, that's that's a mountain that they got to climb. Well, it's great to see their teamwork. I'm more interested in seeing how Goya will continue to match up against any opponent. So, not huge fan. Not a minimum fan. I'm kind of in the middle with everything. But I do want to see more Goya. Up next, we have a more traditional triple tag match. Seeing the teams of stars, Zia, Zia, right? Zia. Isn't this the one Zia? that you had the the trailer voice for? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you want me to splice that back in? Sure, if you want to. Or you Zia can just... Brookside joins stars and Starlight Kid Mayu to go up against Jen, Jungle, Natsuko, and Kaori. What in the world is going on here? I was actually following along with Kaori just a little bit, and Jungle pops in the promos and then starts going 2,000 miles an hour. Jesus. Yeah, so we get the normal Jan intros, and then Jungle says, It's been a while since we tagged as a trio. Natsuko made a challenge for the Women of Honor belt, and here today we face Mayu. Natsuko says, Yes, I took a chance because I don't know when I'd get to try for the Women of Honor title again. I'll be watching her today, and I hope that I can find a weakness to exploit. Jungle says, Jan's at full power today, so let's win. Let's go, Jungle Jungle. We then swap over to the Stars locker room where Starlight Kid says, Today we face Jan. I'm looking forward to teaming with Zaya after a long time. Zaya says, Konichi Wawa. They all laugh. Mayu looks like she just got there right before this promo started. She's still Possibly. fighting to get her gear on. And Zia still understands absolutely nothing being said. Yeah, she understands Kanichiwawa. And this was Zaya that, that like said a, it, right? Is that like a Japanese gas station? Old Ref is out to start us off. During the ribbon streamer, Zaya gets her ribbon and ties it up in her head like last time. Oh, I remember that. Yep. yep Starlight yep. wanted one, but she like cut one that was too small, so they tied it around her ear instead. Nice. And then they gave Mayu one. And then when Old Ref was doing the little boot checks and all that stuff, he checked the ribbons to make sure they were kosher. You got to keep with the rules here. Yeah. Right. But I know we're in for fun times as Kaori is the first one out on this one. I'm proven correct very quickly as the crowd working starts. It's weird that she's the one that starts it off, but Starlight Kid is the one that gets the better reaction. And for being on a face team, Kaori is the one that's playing up the fact that the crowd doesn't like her. But they're there. Old Ref is there to console you. We get that little bit out of the way, and we see why Starlight Kid was the one to start this match off for the stars. She is all over the place running the ropes and finally gets in a drop kick to Kaori and then goes off and knocks Jan off the corner ring apron. Stars comes in and starts taking their turn on Kaori as Z- Zia? Zaya. X. X. And my my you get a double kick to the back end for Starlight to come in and do some standing moonsault practice on top of her in the middle of the ring. Things don't stay in Starlight Kid's favor for too long as Kaori is up quick and gets Natsuko tagged in few displays of power, and then we get the Tower of Humbell. And I feel like I've seen this look on Kaori's face somewhere before. I just can't quite that was a weird spot. I don't think I've ever seen him do it with the faces like that. Jungle comes in, and she immediately body slams Starlight Kid in the middle of the ring and gets the crowd fired up. Boy, she is on fire right now with this crowd. And returning the favor from earlier, Jan starts teaming up on Kid to finish this one off with the double body backpack body splash thing. 
Yep. Kid finds a way to save herself by turning the direction mid-ring and hits a hurricanrana onto Jungle to get her to tag in X. But just as X is starting to get her momentum going, Jungle decides to turn the tables on her. Her and Natsuko go with it with X for a little bit until they have her both picked up. As they turn around holding X, Mayu comes off the top with a dropkick to X to lay you, out you Jungle gotta, and Natsuko. You, you, you gotta choose either Zai or Z. X. X is weird coming out of your mouth. But again, I approve of Mayu's method here. Running Bulldog to Jungle from which one? X? Zia? Zaya? There you go. Say all three. All right. Running Bulldog to Jungle from X Zia Zaya in the middle of the ring, followed by a nice looking Hurricanrana that puts Jungle in the corner for the running knees to the back. With Jungle in tow, X Zia Zaya goes to tag in Mayu, and we see it turn into a Jungle suplex in both ladies pretty easily. Nice little spot where Mayu tries to stop Jungle from getting away just results in Jungle mule kicking Mayu. Oh, and it would appear that Mayu guy is closer to the camera as well. Mayu and Jungle are absolutely going at it with each other and not holding anything back here. It's amazing to me at this time that these two ladies are not more highlighted in the wrestling scene than what they already are. Now, I'm talking about 2019 time period. Yeah, they should have been more well-known. My goodness, Natsuko has given Mayu the business in the corner. And just as Mayu started to get the try and get the upper hand, Natsuko is quick with the reversals and hits a running spear to Mayu that's on her knees. That is the thing that happened. Half of an Osaka crab to Mayu and Stars comes in to break it up. Marginal bits of chaos and we see Mayu go for a crucifix pin to Natsuko. It's not happening, but Natsuko turns it around to do a running barrel roll with Mayu on her shoulders. And she quickly goes to the top but misses for the frog splash. There's a lot going on here in such a short amount of time. Mayu manages to get in a mule kick of her own to Natsuko. It lays her out in the ropes and Kid goes for the 8166. Natsuko is able to get out of that one and block it, but she's not able to do the same with the second one. Hmm. Kid tries to go up top for a spinning frog splash and connects, and that gets the 2 and 99100s, the first one of the night. Kid misses her spinning backpack thingamajigger, but Mayu and X Ziazaya are there to issue stiff kicks to Natsuko. And this allows Kid to hit that spinning backpack thingamajigger for a pen attempt. Kid was doing such a great job until she started going for the elbows. Jungle quickly follows her off the ropes for a quick knee to the gut, and Natsuko hits a spear. All six ladies are in the ring, and Jan has the upper hand with running stereo splashes in the corner, followed by stereo body drops with the ladies going up top. And they all connect with their stereo flying drops, which is, I think, a first for us, too. Yeah. But Natsuko isn't able to get the three out of it. And kudos to Old Ref here for knowing that Natsuko and Kid are the legal ladies in this Well, match. did you actually notice when Natsuko and Starlight went up, he pointed, like, he kept pointing at them the whole time. Oh, that's good. To keep track. I like yeah. that. Praline power slam from Natsuko to Kid in the middle of the ring, and that's enough to get the three in 11.06. Yeah, as soon as the match is over, Natsuko asks for a microphone and says, Mayu, I believe you'll keep that belt. Let's fight at and Hall, please. Mayu comes back to the ring. They shake hands. The fans cheer. I, I like this match. It was very high paced. It, it was good energy. All six women put their best foot forwards. Keep it going. After seeing her in person, I'm just going to geek out a little bit more. Jungle was really fun to watch in these timelines, but I'm just going to say it, it was great in person as well. Mm -hmm. Speaking so of. when it makes it even more interesting to watch her in this timeline, great start to the match. Very quick and energetic. I noticed the ref tapping kid on the back as she made her way back into the fight. Mm. Impressive by two teams. The, I focused a little bit on Zia. Her moves were impressive. They were quick. They were pretty clear overall. 
change in pace was good considering the way we started very high energetic pace made sense that's another thing that i kind of thought in my head overall great match i really enjoyed it you could definitely see that Natsuko is confident in her challenge against Mayu as she was the one that won the match overall for Yam. And overall, the match was a little chaotic, but still had some good moments in it that made all six ladies look completely legitimate. At this point in the story, I hope Mayu holds on to the Women of Honor Championship for Natsuko to actually get that challenge out of it. Yeah, I think it'd be a good match. But looking back, I don't think we ever had a singles match between Mayu and Natsuko up to this point either, have we? Not to my remembrance. At least not in our timeline this point too waldo make sure and put the link down below go support jungle buy her shirt help her get her knee fix absolutely jungle jungle it's our second singles match of the night we have the future of stardom championship on the line as utami defends against gorilla yeah we shoot over to saya's locker room where she does her normal jan intro followed by today i challenge utami for the future title yesterday my opponent was bigger than her so today she is small i'm going into this fight to crush her i'll do my best we then shoot over to Atami, who says, Today is my third future title defense. My challenger is Saya. We fought a little before, but this is our first singles match. I'm excited and really looking forward to this. Being her senpai, helpful subtitle guy, lets us know that senpai is someone that is senior. In my heart, I want her to do well, but I'm keeping my title. We start this off with race car ref checking everyone out and getting us going. Slow start, but we go into a collar and elbow that sees us follow up with good displays of power from Utami, who is obviously taller and bigger than most of the ladies in stardom. But Gorilla may be shorter, but wider than most ladies in stardom. And I'm not trying to make a fat joke or anything like that. She is legitimately starting to become one of the most built ladies on the roster. And oh my God, have you seen her here in present timeline? She's a brick. Gorilla gets in some nice drop kicks, but they're not quite as effective as the ones that stop her dead in her tracks from Utami. Utami returns all the favors by getting Gorilla in the corner and just giving her the boots. Gorilla gets out of a body slam a tip and tries to run the ropes for a drop kick, but Utami just bats her out of the way. I do want to point out that Utami does make Gorilla humble for a good bit, and no matter what Gorilla tries to get going, Utami always has the answers with her feet. But Gorilla does get some good offense going after she gets out of the way of a corner splash, and Utami kicks out at two after a nice power slam from Gorilla. And that's where Gorilla's offense starts to slow down just a little bit as the two ladies trade elbows in the middle of the ring. I do appreciate the use of Utami's Russian leg sweep here. This one was well done by Utami, and it sets Gorilla up for Utami to come off the top. Weird kind of roll up from Gorilla to Utami, and this is followed up by another weird looking pin from Gorilla. They don't seal the deal, but they do get a solid two count. And I just want to point out here, Gorilla has the most unique pin attempts that we've seen so far in stardom. Some of, yeah. We get one of the most painful looking Osaka crabs in the middle of the ring, and this one goes on for a good minute. Utami does try to get for the torture rack end, and I think this was the second attempt of the match, but Gorilla finds a way to roll out of it. But Utami follows the golden rule of third time's a charm and gets the submission with the torture rack at 7.54. Yeah, we then have Saya, like, tossing up one finger, one finger, I'm assuming asking for one more chance, one more chance. And Utami gets a mic and answers, I successfully defended my belt. Saya, I want to wrestle you again anytime. I welcome it. But you need your first singles victory. Get your first victory and I'll face you anytime, anyplace. I'll be waiting. I know in the grand scheme of things, this is probably one of the, sl quote, slowest matches we've had of the night, but we did get a little story progression here and a good display of raw strength from both Utami and Gorilla, so kudos all around. I was a fan. This is another one of those matches where having the other ladies ringside kind of helped to it because they were trying to will on Saya and keep her from tapping at moments and, like, 
really helped get the crowd into it. I'm with you. I, I could see why some people would say it would be a slow match. I enjoy matches that are telling stories like this and they're they're building it up. And knowing going into it that Saya hasn't had a win yet, it builds a nice drama. I thought I thought that both of them did a really good job. Despite the size difference, Saya provides a challenge to Utami in the strength category. Utami pushes back, though, a great deal on Saya and just shows her the aggression that she really has there. Saya had some good inten- intentional kicks. Saya's series of drops kicks were also really interesting onto Utami. She just takes it in stride, though, by the way they were delivered, received. But you can also see the, the fatigue that was building in Utami, giving Saya the opportunity to reestablish her control, even if it was for a little while. Utami, of course, did excellently to show her dominance, as she usually does with a lot of her opponents. Great match to watch. I love watching the kind of matches that show us how much growth Saya is making every time. Very hard fought. Utami was definitely a challenge for Saya, but Utami saw that Saya could hold her own, and I'm, I can't wait to see more. It's main event time, and we have Oedotai of Kegetsu, Hazuki, Natsu, and Andras going against QQ of Konami, Momo, B, and Azumi. Matt, what happened to helpful subtitle guy here? Was he taken over by the Skynet? It might be one of the most interesting promos type situations we've ever seen on the show. As Natsu starts speaking in a robotic voice, and therefore helpful subtitle guy puts it in some kind of like more techie looking writing than the normal. I thought it was pretty interesting. It was pretty funny. Also, on top of that happening, as Natsu's going, the entirety of Odiotai is doing their best to corpse, and it ain't working. Especially Hazuki. She's cracking up the entire time. So, in honor, I'm going to attempt to do my best robot Natsu voice. Today, March 10th, Sunday, start a match in Kiba. Odiotai versus QQ 4 on 4. Can we beat them like we did yesterday? Please enjoy it. Is that good? I don't think that was a good enough robot voice. <laughs> I don't you know. might want to try that again. Then we shoot over to Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have. I'm not very good at impressions. Uh, let, let, wait, wait. Let, let's see it. Where is no, it? Try, at? It's right yeah, there. Okay. Let me see. Make sure today, March 10th, Sunday, Stardom at Shinkiba Oedotai versus QQ Four on Four. Can we beat them like we did yesterday? Please enjoy it. You make them sound like coneheads. Coneheads. Robot voice. <laughs> hey, but you get to put a coneheads reference in now. You can't. <laughs> You definitely could. Yes. Done. Never thought that was happening. Uh, we then shoot over to Momo who says, it's day two here at Shinkiba. Yesterday, was it Cassandra or maybe Andras? I don't know, but I lost. Konami is distracted by B's hair. Weird. Uh, that was really frustrating, so I plan on winning today. I have an upcoming white belt defense, so I want to get momentum here. Let's go. Yeah, she doesn't give anybody else a chance to talk. Super serious. Let's go fight. Well, after all the entrances, the Oedotai dance, and Old Ref getting the checks in on everyone, we go straight to the outside. Yeah, straight to the outside. My goodness, there was a big bump from Kigetsu. Konami just laid her face in the chair in the front row. Azumi is on the other side, wiping out all the other chairs that she didn't get with Azuki. So, does this mean we can have another chair graveyard? 
We are in a different arena. Uh-huh. It is. This one's more mausoleum based. I guess more like a hotel, ho- a chair hospital rather than a chair graveyard because none of them have been squashed, flattened, or broken. That's true. In the ring, somehow, and we have Azumi and Hazuki giving us a wonderful high speed display here. That is until Kikitsu stops Azumi by pulling her feet from the outside when she's running the ropes. I love that spot. Hazuki takes quick advantage of it by giving her the business in the bottom of ropes. Things must be re- getting really serious in this match. Now it was actually getting involved. She's part of the distraction team that for Natsu's whip. Yeah. But I think this is the first time we've actually seen her get that involved in a match. Andras gets tagged in, and this is strictly a chance to show just how strong and powerful she is. And it helps that she towers over Azumi. They don't let the display go on long, though, as Azuki and Kagetsu take the double team straight to Azumi. Oh, hey, I just noticed in the front row, Matt. Did you see it? Did you see him? What did I see? It's Tank Top Guy. He's back. Yay. So Tank Top Guy did get me a little distracted because I was trying to see if he brought his newspaper with him, too. Talk and to somehow. I'm not saying you need to be worried, but he's distracted by a man in a tank top. Yeah, I'm a little worried. Just a little bit. So I'm back in the match now, and somehow B's in the ring. Nice jump out of the corner by B to dodge Kegetsu. She tries for a sliding, lifting suplex. Kegetsu tries to have none of it and gives B a knee to her face as a receipt. And B manages to successfully land that side suplex on the second try. Momo comes in and goes for the baseball slide straight to Kegetsu's face while she's in the bottom ropes and lays him arm bar number 58 in the middle of the ring and then transitions it to leg bar number five and all of QQ rush over to knock out Oedota. And for the first time in face wrestling history, we get a glimpse of stereo leg bar number seven to both Momo and Keigetsu as they have it on each other. Yep. But Momo gets the upper hand by turning it into a calf crusher. Keigetsu manages to get a tag in using assistance from Momo for an enziguri. Momo and Azuki are in the middle of the ring. Let the beatings commence. Yep. She chunks Hazuki over to the Oedotai corner and calls out Andras. Andras obliges, but doesn't really know what she was asking for as Momo just takes it to her. Momo hits the B-driver in the middle of the ring, but it's broken up by all of Oedotai as we get a little more chaos to follow. Oedotai starts the corner splash train, followed by everyone hitting the L1 after this. It clears up when Andras comes off the top for a flying missile drop kick to Momo, and Momo just laying her out with a kick to the head right after. Natsu and Azumi in the ring, and Natsu gets to display her undercredited wrestling skills for a good minute. Woefully undercredited for her skills. Followed by the laundromat opening for business, and that's why she's undercredited. Production note, Stardom, I know you fix this in the future, but travel back in time for me real quick and wipe off that lens, please. (laughs) I thought my stigmatism was getting worse for a minute. (laughs) Konami goes for a suplex to Natsu, but Natsu manages to escape. And then QQ come in to assist just a little bit, but it's still not enough for Azumi to get the three. Tilt-a-whirl spinning armbar number two to Natsu, and Azumi sees Hazuki flying into the ring. She lets go and lets Hazuki dropkick Natsu for her. This was, oh, perfect. Yeah. This is followed by another bit of chaos as QQ managed to get in the surround sound dropkicks to Natsu. Konami sets Azumi up for her to get the spider climb in the corner, but as Azumi is flying through the air, Natsu pulls Konami into the path collision. This opens up an opportunity for Hazuki and Kigetsu to come in and rough up Azumi with Andras' help. Momo is in just in time to break up the pin. The ring clears out, and it's only Natsu and Azumi. Azumi counters into a waist lock, but somehow Natsu throws Azumi to the ropes and now is there to clothesline her. This sets up Natsu for the lifting package DDT to get the three in 1237. Love that DDT. So we have a name for that DDT. We do. It is 
In America, it'd be called a cradle DDT. According to her page, it is the Yorin. The Yorin? Like Y-O-R-A-N. Okay. Y-O-R-A-N? Yeah. I tried to translate it. Doesn't mean anything in Japanese. Don't know why it's called Yorin. That's what it is. I like it. Yep. Yeah, after the match finishes, we get Kegetsu on a mic saying, Shinkiba, how you doing? Again, how you doing? Natsu's in pretty bad shape right now. And then they start an Olympus chant. I forgot that was a thing. I still don't understand why Olympus yeah, is I a have thing. no idea what's going on here. Yeah. Natsu, your goddess title match is at the next Osaka show. Natsu. Osaka? Osaka. That's a little quick, isn't it? Osaka is next week. Then she does her little do-do-do-do-do. Well... There is a daytime show and a nighttime show. There are two shows. That's what the company scheduled. Daytime would be better, right? What do our opponents think? Don't ignore me. Don't you jerks ignore me. And then I think Kazuki says... Cause the, did you notice the sound was a little off on this one? It was, just, yeah. just a little bit. I think Kazuki says, you can probably do it day or night. Natsu says, today at Daltor... I'm, I, I know I'm mispronouncing that. But helpful self-titled guy lets us know Daltor is a coffee shop chain in Japan. I ate the Milano sandwich B set. Someone yells, isn't B the cheap one? And I just said, no, 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 no. A is the cheaper set. Now then takes the microphone and says, stop, stop. Save that kind of talk for the locker room. I have an important announcement to make. I am leaving stardom at the end of the month. I love to eat sweets. I'm going to search and find the best shortcake cafe in the entire world. That's it at the next Shinkiba and then at Quirkuen. Traveling elsewhere is troublesome for me, but make sure to come see me. Kigetsu then gets on the mic and says, maybe the fans didn't understand. May I add a little? Uh, we asked Yamaguchi to be our manager. This is a true story, but she'll be leaving Japan for a bit. With a month left, she decided to graduate from stardom and as Odeotai's manager. So she wanted to announce it here. Maybe it was hard for her to explain, but hopefully I was able to help out. Now says, honey, that's enough. Anyways, well, hang on. Next Shinkiba and Quirkuen, I'm sure you'll all be there. Thank you. And now I'm going to close the show. You guys come on. So I'm going to say Sankus Monica and kick my right leg up high. Helpful subtitle guy lets us know that Sankus Monica is Thanks Monica and is a famous lyric from the song Monica by Koji Kikawa. I looked this up afterwards. Weird 80s sounding pop song. Just for information's sake. Let's go. Thanks for so supporting Odeotai, led by now, and for supporting me too, Sankus Monica. I hate that she's leaving. Yeah. But, but I'm assuming that the quest continues because we haven't seen her come back yet. As with any Odeotai match, this was all over the place and still had a lot of good stuff all in it. Sad to see now go, but this rendition of Oidotai is Oidotai 2.0 for me and is on par with the original group, in, in my view. This is Oidotai to me. It was also nice to see Natsu get in some time as a wrestler. I don't think she still gets enough credit for her in-ring skills. Agreed. I, I really like this match. This was another one of those matches where I really didn't take a lot of notes because there was so much going on, good, bad, and different. It was just so high-paced, high-intensity, everything happening at once, trying to follow along, that taking notes would have been impossible for me, but in a good way. Like, I, I really enjoyed this one. Highly recommend. As usual, very entertaining. I have to admit, though, I found it a little bit repetitive to have so many people versus another large group of people on one card. It kind of loses its wow factor if you see it match after match. 
especially in this particular card. But again, very entertaining. I do want to throw in just a little defense on Stardom's part there for a second. So you're seeing this as episode to episode for us, right? Mm -hmm. But this is day two in Shakiba where they won't be back for what, three or four weeks or something like that? So that's their kind of signature whenever they go to it. Oh, okay. Okay. I get what you're saying. Like for us, it's like we see a lot of these matches over and over. But the tank top guy won't be able to see this for like another month. Oh, okay. This match spills out into the outside of the ring and onto the laps of the fans with with some of it going on in the ring. The in-ring stuff was pretty quick-paced and well done with Hazuki taking advantage of the opening she was provided or found. It was strange to see that big old whip from Natsu. Uh, <laughs> just, I, I don't know if I can say if it's uncomfortable or what, but it was just strange to see a whip get pulled out. I'm still on the fence with Andras and that cowlick. I'm not even sure what else to call it. Konami, as usual, impressive technically on her work. And the work she put on Kagitsu was also pretty impressive. Kagitsu is always fun to watch. This was a perfect matchup. Great ending with these two groups. Such an exciting climax and then a good, satisfying conclusion. This was a good show. I'm sure if we had been there for these two days, we would have had been even more happy with it in person. These shows aren't too long. They progress the stories. And there's still plenty of time left in the day for merch buying instead of having us drive back at 3 a.m. And it leads me into my match tonight being Stars and Jan. Everyone in that match had a story going into it and going out of it along with the match overall being really good. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Stars and Jan got my match of the night. All six of them showed up. All of six of them showed out. Phenomenal. My match of the night, definitely the final match. So many great pair-ups, so many great matchups, so many great opponents between the two teams, QQ and Oedo Tai. And, of course, Konami and Kagitsu was my favorite matchup of that mm. particular event. That's a good choice. That leads us to Hill of the Night. I think I have to go with my traditional here and go with Goya. You have a giant monster beating up three kids. That's just, that's just mean. That's rude. That's rude. Hell of a Night, Goya, despite what I said about the match, is a brick house. Yeah. And the fact that she ate all those kicks like <laughs> a tank proves how big of an abuser she is. Yeah. Or big a bruiser. I don't want to say abuser. Hill of Night continues to sink to new lows as Saki keeps beating up on newbies while cheating. Aside from her evil ways in the ring, she's also trying to be a heel outside the ring as well, too, even in present timeline. Terrible, terrible. I'm Waldo, and that's it for me. I'm the man. I'm Dr. The Way. Be sure to catch us on all the usual places within social media at Painful Wrestling, on the product, and Facebook, and also at Dr. The Way. Leave a comment below and let us know how we're doing. You can catch the audio version of this episode. Don't forget to stutter kick that subscribe button and like the thing with your bell on YouTube. Dr. My Wife, what's going on with you? Oh, uh, I've been to different promotions trying to level up, basically. Sabotage, check them out on YouTube. They have a wonderful show called Welcome to the South that I will be uh, re-announcing a match. And Uncanny in Austin who has an excellent show, and I will be doing some commentary with Mr. Big Plo and Mr. Asada. As always, you can check out www.startingdashworld.com where you can get some amazing wrestling action on 920 in a month. Coming in? 920. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, everyone is different. Everyone is good.